0: WrestlePod family, hello! Welcome back to the bro! We're here to go over Ring of Honor for you for this week, and we have most of the OG crew here. We are trading Andrew out for Mikey to come back, which is great to have that kind of in there. We also have Jesse along for the ride with us as well. And of course, I'm here, JBL. We are so excited to go over this week's Ring of Honor with you. Uh, A delve into the Women's television, Television Title Tournament coming up for you but before we do housekeeping out of the way reminders we do have social media it's everywhere at bc wrestle and people do respond so please follow us there we've got a twitch channel when we do our live reactions and live streams we are on twitch as well as on youtube at bc wrestle both places subscribe follow do all those things there click on that alert bell to make sure that you know when we uh, send out our next anything really any one of our videos because we're going out almost every day we cover almost every fed and of course, you can drop some comments down there on this video or any other ones, and let us know what you're liking, what you're not, what you think works, or just that Jesse is the most handsome man in the world. I think I got everything out of the way, and thank you. I'll take your donation for that Jesse later. But wait,
1: yes, don't you forget, don't bury the lead. We're gonna have don't a physical appearance.
0: Well, that's right. If you're watching this, we gotta this, start pushing that now. <laughs> if you're watching this pre. When this is going to happen, we will be at a I think it's Wrestle Event or WrestleCon. WrestleCon, in New Jersey, Con, New Jersey yeah. WrestleCon in Middletown Township, May 18th and
1: 19th. They are 10 to 3 both days,
0: and we will be having a table there with the BC WrestleBot folks, and a lot of our hosts will be there. So come meet us, come uh, hang out for a little while, and uh, join us as we go meet our wrestling faves. Uh, we're looking at you, Abaddon and Billy Starks and Julia Hart and all those fun ones there.
2: But pretty much all the women's wrestlers.
0: <laughs> pretty much that out of the way though. Gentlemen, hands in. Observe the Code of Honor. We will begin our review of Ring of Honor for this week. And we start off with a bang into the tournament we go. This was the overarching narrative of the night. We are starting the tournament for the women's television title. And our first match of the night was Queen Aminata. Awesome. Great to see her working here. Against J-Rod. With no entrance. Are we getting Uh, squatches in the first round of a tournament? What's going was, on here?
1: I was so up and down with this. First off, they said, J-Rod. I heard A-Rod I was like, well, this is going to be very confusing. But then I looked at the card notes, J-Rod, OK. And I was like, I am not happy. First night I wrote down, we're going to start the tournament with a squash match. Not thrilled about that. And then Rickabani had said, oh, it's going to be 16 matches to start the bracket. I was like, oh, that's 32 women. That's going to be a lot. OK, I can kind of understand the need for it. And then later in the night, we get the reveal of the actual bracket. And he misspoke. I think he meant 16 uh, talent, 16 performers, not 16 matches. And now I'm back to the not a fan of having squash matches starting it. But I will say this match was better than I expected it to be. Very much so.
2: I don't mind squash matches for tournaments, especially this big, because at least to my knowledge, we don't even have that many full-time ROH (laughs) women on the roster right now. So we're going to have to bring in some other people to kind of eat a pin I'm just happy that Queen got a win because as somebody who reviews all of the multiverse of Ring of Honor and AEW, it's nice to know that at least in Ring of Honor, Queen is going to pick up a win. Because over in the AEW multiverse of madness, she is eating pins left and right.
0: Yeah, they're booking her strong here and they're really keeping it on her. And Even with the promo that we're going to talk about in a little bit too. they I really love are hearing focusing
2: her speak. Cheek-
0: yes. She's a great powerhouse to watch here. Uh, I, the flying miss that J-Rod took looked really bad. Like she hit her head. Uh, that was kind of a little worrying there. Um, I also uh, really appreciate having Caprice and Ian talking about the fact that J-Rod had faced Trisodora in Japan. And so this was a person that had a pedigree, is a veteran, and had taken on someone from ROH to earn this spot. So really good to kind of have that going along there. And uh squatches early. It's tough to deal with, but again, I also see this as AEW doesn't want to bring down other AEW talent to lose to our homegrown ROH because then that would throw their continuity off for some reason, even though they do it the other way. And so now we just get this first round of the way and we get to some real meaty matches next week. Talk about meaty matches though. We have the infantry coming out against a jobber tag team in Midnight Heat, but a cohesive tag team. A tag team that has brought up, has been together for quite a long time. I was happy with that fact that they weren't just facing two random jobbers they'd thrown together on the night. This was a team that has been working in Defy and a bunch of other places and is around. I really liked this match. I thought this was, honestly, I I was, I was
1: kind of befuddled going in like, oh, this is going to be another squash. But it turned into much more than that. Yes, Midnight Heat were jobbers, but this was a really great tag match from two really, really strong tag teams. And i'm happy to see the infantry get a win they've been on kind of a losing streak lately so i'm happy to see them get a win in there too and i'm sure mikey might comment on this but i really like the purple and gold gear that the infantry have i think that's a really nice look it's almost as as good as their white gear but i love it so much
2: the infantry can never do any wrong in my eyes and i agree with jesse i love that after a bit of a losing streak for the last couple weeks or not picking up the win because
0: sometimes they would lose but not be the people that get pinned in the multi-tag team matches commentary brought that up about the fact that they really haven't lost as a tag team in a while they've only lost in the, in the multi-man matches
2: and i thought this was a really fun match i'm just happy to see now that you know we've established the infantry and we've seen them a lot more now we're kind of funneling them into a question mark feud <laughs>
0: definitely I don't know if either of you noticed uh, Eddie Pearl who was the guy in the full kind of like top part not just the trunks he started sweating by standing there and he seemed like he was having a hard he was gassed for most of this match and I don't know if that's his gimmick or just he was in a bad way but he's also he reminded me of those classic 80s wrestlers with the long like spaghetti arms that don't look that strong but somehow seem to be able to get places was he's very literally cool the embodiment
2: of wacky inflatable art too man he's like yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: We, we, we then get away from that. The infantry pick up the win, which is wonderful. And uh, they do it with boot camp, which was brought up because later in the night we have that resurface. But boot camp is shown off as their big finisher. And we cut backstage. They're trying to track down Queen Amanada. She's walking in the back. She's enjoying herself. And she brings up the fact that she didn't move here to be mediocre. She didn't leave Ghana to come to ROH and lose. She is going to take it to everybody on this roster. And I believe her, gentlemen. I believe Queen Amanada. Do you believe Queen Aminata? I thought the promo was serviceable.
1: I didn't like the use of the word juicy twice. That felt like icky to me. But aside from that, she seemed like she believed it. So that got me to like, okay, they're, she's confident in herself, which is good. That's what I want to see. I, but it, it, the continent is juicy.
0: Is <laughs> there are a lot of dehydration and starvation going on in Africa? Or is it's everywhere but i i I will agree with you jesse it did sound like it was a thing that she was told this is now your catchphrase you've got to get it over say it multiple times so she did
2: uh, minus the juicy bit because i didn't mind that (laughs) i actually disagree with jesse i like this promo a lot more and i think that's only because i can relate to queen in the sense that even though she is speaking in english i have read it and i know that necessarily english is not her first language but it is something she picked up because especially in the wrestling business you need to know to be... she told us you know she didn't move here to the united states just to go home empty-handed to lose to be
0: mediocre
2: she's literally queen and i love that so much for her
0: oh man it is a struggle uh, sometimes when when it's when you're not based in your own language that to really uh come across to an actual audience that way just like it can be a struggle when you don't have much build or a little bit of no chemistry build into a match to start off a tournament of some sorts and you're basically giving us what should have been a later in the in the tournament match first as we had rachel ellering taking on layla hirsch uh in a first round match for the tv title and uh I did like that commentary was helping them flow the story along of like, hey, they've chosen to make this a pure rules type of setup. No strikes, no anything else. And and the first thing in my head is like, well, where's the women's pure pure rules title then? I want to see a women's pure rules title now. That would be amazing. But uh, it was was cool to see them work a couple different styles and kind of like work their way to a shoot fight that they were both on board for.
2: I might be giving Jesse some ammunition here, but this was my match of the night. <laughs> <laughs> ah! It was between that and the girlfriends fighting, but it came very close for me picking the girlfriends fighting in our main event. But honestly, Rachel and Layla individually, I love so much. And then just because of... This match had ev- a lot of things that I really enjoy from my matches. Good wrestling. The shoot fight was an added bonus to it. And you know... I know sometimes people complain about stopping in the middle of the match, like when Doc Samson had a walk over to make sure Pop <laughs> in place. I was just like, "Ouch!" I've have d- I've done that to someone before, and I've had it done to me before too, and it's not a good feeling. Layla Hirsch will kill you. She will. She knows fifty different ways that she's going to submit you, tap you out, and pretty Much put you to sleep. I am disappointed. The only critique I have is I wanted to see this match closer, maybe semis or even quarterfinals. But the fact that this yeah. was a first round ratch kind of baffled my mind a little bit because you have two established Ring of Honor women's roster, you know, women's talent, and we know both of them are very good individually. But we're gonna put this match first round. I still enjoyed the match, but that was my only big critique about it. But overall, I enjoyed this. I loved it. And I'm torn that Rachel lost, but I'm also excited to see Layla pick up the win here. Okay, well, Jesse. I'm,
0: I'm going well, <laughs> to show my reference level first before I let Jesse get into this. Uh, if any out there has seen Army of Darkness, does this not remind you every time Layla kind of scrabbled up Rachel, kind of like the little mini evil ashes climbing on Ash, like trying to take him down, or like getting in his mouth to like pour stuff down there, like you know, just basically, which she was like that gremlin that just wouldn't let go. It was it was really kind of fun to watch. All right, it's my turn. It's your turn. All right.
1: Well, a great man once said that all power in the world is measured by how much love you have. And I was floored by this match. I absolutely loved it. Yes! I was so skeptical going in, but the story that these two women told throughout the match, I was I was a little like Mikey in the why is this in the first round, but it makes sense to me because it allows their story to continue and not be sacrificed at the hands of the tournament. It was a great match. They told so there was so much
0: in-ring psychology going on there. This was absolutely my match of the night. I I will third that one also my match of the night as well well put together I thought the messiness was on purpose in a lot of the ways and I was like where is the crowd they need to be here for this so boo on you crowd good on you Ian Ian Caprice this crowd also sucked
2: too by the way as of the quick tangent I I don't know what's going on with this crowd
0: y'all sucked they got an amazing show and they just didn't let it happen but We went from there, we went backstage, and Nyla Rose cuts a promo, and she's standing there, and who's sneaking up behind her but Athena (laughs) with a (laughs) chunk table trying to take her out. And then we get a brawl, and I loved that Nyla and Athena just demolished these local jobbers and took them to pieces in the most fluid way. It's like, no, you ain't touching me. I can beat you up. and It was was so good. I, I love Nyla Rose so much, and I love Athena. My favorite part about this whole bit,
1: I went back and and it quite a few times um, just to do a count. The security staff took more bumps than either Nyla Rose or Athena. They got beat up more than either of the talent.
0: That's what they're there for.
2: As a side note, I need to figure out where Nyla Rose got her stuff. (laughs) Literally hat, jacket, like literally basic labeling. I was like, I kind of want that now. That's brilliant and it is ingenious.
0: So everyone out there on Patreon or anyone that wants to support the channel, send Mikey those things. We'll find them somewhere. Uh, But this set up a later promo in the evening, which we'll get to. Again, this Ring of Honor seemed like it was setting up storylines not for future weeks until later, but it gave you that impetus to keep watching the show to see the next rebuttal, the next thing that was going on. And it kept me engaged. I was very excited about that, which was cool, Uh, including the next match we got into. Another tag match against ostensibly another tag team, although they're part of a faction, not so much a general tag team, but the Outrunners were out there taking on Joe Braxton and Ice Willis from Lights Camera Faction. And, um, you know, we had seen the Midnight Heat. Now we see the Outrunners. The 80s are in vogue again. We're seeing these older, like, throwback tag teams that are having a good a good time. And you know what? I'm enjoying it. Uh,
1: this this was a great match. Uh, one of the best parts was the Outrunners giving the code of honor, to themselves. As the mega powers. With the- yeah, yeah. I'm glad the Outrunners finally got a win because they've been nothing but losing since I've watched them. My only complaint about this match is I wanted it to go a little bit longer. I, I had fun with this match. I wanted it to keep going.
0: Oh, you know, those the, the 80s guys don't have the stamina for long matches. I mean, come on. <laughs> I begged it. But <laughs> <laughs> you've watched an Ultimate Warrior match those things don't go longer than two minutes
2: I mean that's very very fair but we also had to see the landscape of everybody that was involved during that time too yes there was more problematic stuff than, there was more problems to deal with than short matches during that time that were still feeling the ramifications Mikey what did you think of the Outrunners? you know I thought this was alright I love the Outrunners I mean, I didn't hate this match. (laughs) It was all right.
0: Well, uh, the hope is that, you know, coming out of this with the storyline they're getting going with setting up that they stole the infantry's finishing move at the end, which was called up by Caprice, we're going to have a little bit of a thing of, like, what the heck are you doing, like, taking our shot? We have no beef with you, but apparently we do. So... I, I like that they got this shorter because now they're setting up longer matches. They go along that they can set up with the actual named talent. ROH.
2: See, and that's where I was like, okay, I didn't hate this match as much as I did because we got that payoff at the end, but it, hmm, how do I word this very carefully? Yeah. I feel Don't, that just if that's the best part of the match that I can tell you is, is that we're setting up for something down the line for later. I feel that I'm gonna forget about this match like in t minus a day or two.
0: You'll, I think you'll forget who is involved in it, but you'll remember the end of the match, which they spin off into the next promo. When uh, backstage, Lexi's trying to find the two uh, guys in the infantry and go, "Hey, did you know? Did you see how's it going? Did you see they stole your move?" And we then walk and talk, and we go and find the outrunners, and they, we're gonna do that later in the night. But they, they, they get upset. Like, really, is this happening? Is this what's going on? It's it's i think they're being experimental with it a little bit for where what they can do with an actual promo thing on roh to see if it works and it's definitely keeping me involved because i've never seen it before
2: i love that lee moriarty's being messy i love that he
0: was the oh, messenger
2: yeah. for this this is what i wanted to see from moriarty I'm like be a messy like be a messy person
0: <laughs> he is a messy person but now is shane taylor productions involved too who knows the oh intro. please
2: that kind of that would be great <laughs>
0: Oh, man. So we go from the inventory backstage with uh, a very messy Lemo Rarity to your favorite. Uh, Brian Keith is on our, 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 our screen tonight, and I wrote down the gentleman's name he took on, and I can't read my own handwriting. Does anyone remember? Slice Boogie. Slice Boogie. <laughs> this was a, a Squatch match through and through. Yeah. Uh, it was a nothing match to me because Brian Keith has, d- has done better and didn't seem to carry anything to do with slice at all. I I, I couldn't remember his name.
1: They only did it. I'm I'm sorry, Mikey. I know you can't physically hit me from this far away, but I I could, I could have cut this match off the card. It did nothing for me.
2: No, I a hundred percent agree with you. And it's kind of weird that this is what we're giving Brian Keith after he had a slobber knocker against Eddie Kingston, where we learned
0: that he is now all elite too. This seemed like he the, this was the contractually last obligated match he had to have in ROH, and now he's moving up to the main roster. So obviously, he's I don't not want staying. him to
2: stay in Ring of Honor, but you know what? He, he's done nothing there. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. So hopefully, he'll do something. I just like him, period, and I just want some good things for him. That's all I want. But yeah, That's I agree with on. Jesse. You could have taken this match out because I like Brian Keith, but not enough for me to like defend this match with every fiber I might be. And I have to have some credibility as a wrestling reviewer.
0: <laughs> Save your fiber, Mikey. There's other things that need to be defended. Save him from that. Brian Keith will be fine. Uh, one thing that did not be need to be defended, though, was our next match in the TV tournament. This was one of the hardest-hitting matches I have seen yes. from these two women in a while. And to see them start, it was Mercedes Martinez taking on Trisha Dora. Both are known as very heavy strikers, you know, with the Larry and Tubman and, and, and you know, a bit of a submission specialist. These two were working body parts in ways that, like, you don't see outside of Japan. And they were taking it to each other. I was impressed with this match.
1: I love this match. This was close to my other match of the night. Um, and I just caught this recor- this recording that the name of Trish is finished, the Lariat Tubman, which I find hilarious. Yes. It's a great match. <laughs> It was measured. It was physical. Mercedes really showed her veteran prowess there. This was just a great match overall.
2: Again, I'm so disappointed that this was a first-round match, but I'm so happy that we got it anyway. Look, I love Mercedes Martinez with all of my being. She is one of my favorites. She. They also mentioned she is a former Ring of Honor Women's Champion, too, which is going to come into play later in this tournament and help a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I'm happy to see Trish work a more stiffer style Especially against an opponent like Mercedes Listen, yeah, if going you can... to
0: Japan definitely changed up her style A exactly. good amount of ways If you can
2: work style. with Julia and you can survive Julia After getting a beat down Because listen, we all
0: know how hard Julia
2: can hit This was perfect I love this match so much It was so good
0: It definitely it definitely was Mikey And I don't know if you also noticed this At a point where there was a couple of reversals And then uh, Trish ended up like on her front you see her get up in the Scott Steiner push-up and start doing those in front of her, which was like, oh, yeah, Trish just showing off. Loving that. I like cocky Trish a lot.
1: I like that uh, sliding germ that she did where she goes, she's on her knees and bends all the way back. That's The amount of, of flexibility required and strength for that is just impressive.
0: Hopefully we see more stuff like that in the rest of the tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but then we get our first kind of, like, real promo with the friends after this our second promo about the tournament as Rachel Ellering going over the fact that she didn't have the heart tonight things gave out on her she was really upset but she was happy for her friend as Layla enters and Layla's feeling bad and not celebrating uh, I liked this, the back and forth here was a little bit less stilted than it has been in a while when Layla Hurts not being that great on the mic I don't like that she calls her Lay I feel that just this feels weird to me I don't know <laughs> why I don't know That that's just me
1: I have have not said good things about these promos in the past and I know that because they've not been very good. This, I was shocked and stunned. It was surprisingly good. There was some earnestness behind it. It felt like
0: they believed it too. They did. They seem to. They seem to have a genuine friendship or respect which is really cool to see from them and I always end up forgetting like Rachel Ellering really is the full package as a wrestler. She's amazing, both on the mic and the ring, and they need to showcase that more.
2: I agree. I enjoyed this promo a lot more than I have past promos with Rachel and Layla, especially since Layla is still working on the skills on the mic, which is going to happen. There is this. I'm here for the sappiness of professional that's also one of the things that draws me in. I was like, I'm watching these people play characters. But I love the hard-hitting stuff. I love the in-ring. I love the craziness that we get. But we also need a downswing of, like, we need to have some slower moments. We need to have some tender-hearted moments and need to develop characters. So while Layla is still not necessarily the greatest on the mic quite yet, I think this added and this answered a lot of the questions I had once I saw you know this match was happening in the tournament first round. It added another direction and another dimension to this, you know, friendship that these two had, which makes that eventual when they have to go against each other, when stakes are super high, even more heartbreaking later.
0: And the heel turn that's obviously coming down the pike because we all know what's happening. It's wrestling.
2: Rachel's going to turn. Watch.
0: (laughs) It's going to happen. But we go away from the earnestness, from the wonderfulness of that promo to uh, what I like to term the Jesse match of the night. (laughs) Uh, Because this is all of Jesse's favorite things at once. You've got The Righteous. You've got Lance Archer, who we were talking about this like two days before. We still don't understand why he's attached to them or how it doesn't work. But somehow in this match, it just seemed to flow a lot better for some reason. And I also, personal love of mine... Lance Archer always has a great intimidating entrance whenever he comes in, whether he's throwing his opponent to the ring, doing something else. Him chasing John Cruz out of the ring and around the announcer's desk was just pure amazing. I love that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I love this. If it wasn't for Layla and Rachel earlier in the night, this would have
1: been my match of the night. I was so excited to see the six-person tag with The Righteous and Lance Archer actually work. It worked tonight. It worked so well. I'm starting to pay attention to some of you. I I don't even get distracted by, well, it's the Richter on screen. I'm I'm starting to be able to pay attention to the small um, important details because they're paying attention to details. When uh, Valentine went to do the monkey flip on Dutch and Dutch caught him and lifted him up for the vertical suplex, I noticed that Dutch gave himself a higher angle up to make sure he was protecting Valentine because he knew that was a, a pretty dangerous spot. So kudos to him on that when Lance Archer's just in there running rough shot over everyone, you can audibly hear Vincent giggling while he's just standing waiting to get tagged in. It's stuff like that that keeps me engaged in it. And I just, I, I love it so much. I love this match. I was, it was very, very happy. It was so much better than the previous uh, six person tags they've been having.
0: It was
2: cohesive. It was. And I, consist- I will consistently say this too. The Righteous have Done a very good job of rebuilding themselves after being played the fool back at uh, you know a
0: few pay per views. That ago. time ago, the other year, Super don't yeah,
2: yeah. And I love Lance Archer. Regardless, I think he is a fun character to watch as wrestling goes. And I think John
0: Cruz that.
1: versus Serpentico.
0: Yeah, John Cruz versus Serpentico would Give be you an you amazing you. match. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see that hologram technology work. Uh, did you also enjoy like at the beginning, after they had had announced the righteous land charger were there, all the jobbers were at the desk like don't say our names, don't introduce us, no 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 okay yeah we're here, oh god we're here, yeah, we're get like squashed.
2: we're like oh we're gonna die but you know
1: <laughs> the part yeah. I really liked is you can see Vincent's movements as he's doing the snaps coming down, he's almost like conducting the audience and he's getting so much more buy in with that. I oh, I, yeah. I, just, I love that kind of stuff. When I get to participate, yeah. it's fun. Which is why I miss Tony Neese, nice, because
0: I haven't had my uh, training in a while. I'm feeling bloated and I need more Tony Nice. Where is he? Yeah. To make me stand up and do my stuff. We then go backstage from the right, just taking them now out, out in a spectacular fashion to the infantry finally confronting the outrunners, <laughs> saying that they saw them. Uh, you know, oh, look, it's, they, they call their the move the Miami Overdrive. It's not boot camp. It's the Miami Overdrive. They love that. And, like, you know, the the, the infantry calling out, they saw them at, like, the Cow Palace in, like, 1975. You know, like, just really going full in on the gimmick (laughs) itself and just calling them out was so much fun. I mean, I I don't know if it was Turbo or Floyd saying, we've been doing
1: it since the Sportatorium days. The Sportatorium closed in 1998.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. And yet, they're the youngest guys in wrestling, obviously. Obviously. Can I ask a quick question, Mikey, before you go into it? No, I just can't go for it. Was the Gatorade in the bottles actually pee? Because I couldn't tell. It was that like weirdly yellow that they were drinking.
2: I mean... <laughs> I mean, that's what the original Gatorade color used to be. Pretty much. Fun fact, the only reason it was dyed like that when it originally came out because at the camera technology at the time, that color was the only thing that would be distinguished on the, the Technicolor television. So that's why it was dyed to look like pee. Yellow Good on to the- know yellow on the color spectrum is the only thing that would show up properly on tube televisions back in the day yes I'm a nerd exactly but back to the actual thing this is over the top ridiculous and for them to fight over who has the right to the finisher I need like give me wrestling cord to determine like who gets custody of this finisher (laughs) like this is Castle (laughs) presiding Yes, Dalton Castle as the judge. I need Johnny TV as the bailiff. The bailiff. Taya Valkyrie. Look, once the TV... Taya Valkyrie's
0: stenographer, yep. Yep. And
2: (laughs) just have the whole entire tag team division as a jury.
0: (laughs) Oh, the Outrunners are losing that. The full whore, are You know they're losing it.
2: It is so stupid. But, like, in the best way possible for these two teams to fight. And sometimes... I love my stupidity in wrestling like this because you need to balance out the high-flying microwave generation of go, go, go with the wrestling. And sometimes you just need the camp, which I love so much.
1: Can I make an addendum to Wrestler's Court? Sure. Do it. Can we have Lexi Nair be BV defense attorney and the prosecuting attorney? Yes,
2: absolutely. That is the only correct choice. Okay. <laughs> it. Both sides.
0: Renee All is right.
2: the guest attorney
0: <laughs> well we move on to a great idea a great idea for a tv show they should actually do as promos i think roh would benefit from to the king of what needs to be on tv which is dalton castle taking on kenny uh, kenny king who i knew kenny king from his old run in roh this man is basically if josh woods had a personality like it's crazy good how good he is and to see him taking on dalton and actually having the wherewithal and the charisma to react to what Dalton's doing as he's coming in in this disheveled way. He added so much to this for Dalton to do, getting out of the bangerang in a fun way, taking him over and over again, making sure that the wrestling was crisp and that he still could smell Dalton and it was kind of weird. It was really, really fun. And I also really enjoyed Dalton trying to tip Rick Knox with whatever fluff he found in his jumpsuit on the way into the ring. It was really ridiculous. This was a great match. Kenny
1: King. I'd never seen him before. I was very impressed by him. You had a moment where you couldn't read your notes. I read my notes too quick and I read Kerry King versus Dalton Castle. I don't remember that happening, but okay. I, I think my favorite parts were when he's getting out of his jumpsuit and he gets stuck. So he starts thrashing around like a toddler trying to get it off. And then the visual of him doing the bangerang with the boys spinning in the background. Just such a cool look. I, I love
0: that. And maybe the last time we see that No, don't say that, they'll find a way. I don't know, I don't know. Nature will find a way. (laughs) Life finds a way.
2: I am super happy to see Kenny King back. I think I'm the host that has most recently seen Kenny because he did a small, not even a small stint. He was there for almost a year and a half in a small little indie federation, according to some. You know, now that you said it, JBL, that Kenny King is Josh Woods, if he had a personality, I can't unsee it now, and I'm mad at you, but, like, in the best way possible.
0: <laughs> because- I want that dream match. I want Kenny King to take on Josh Woods now, just to see Seriously! That
2: Give me that match immediately. And if this means that Kenny King is going to become a regular staple in Ring of Honor, I am here for it because we could always... I'm never going to say no to more Ben Singles wrestlers in the division.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be fun to see him come in a little more full time and take this on. Uh, This was a fun match, athletically gifted, but also great storytelling, which led into Dalton getting on the microphone and just saying, I can't wait a week. I need to know what this is. I haven't slept. I'm punchy. I want to break that face. And the TV's obliged to come out and Taya plays the crowd to a T while Johnny weirdly he stumbles a bit on the mic a little bit tonight so it was very interesting I was kind of surprised
2: I... <laughs> to see him stumble because normally he's pretty good on the mic
1: I-, I lost it after he called Dalton cheese man so I was like okay yeah. I don't care if he stumbles that's good
0: I-, I loved I loved Taya's laugh and then Dalton laughing at her and mocking her for laughing that way because she was mocking him so it's like the back and forth mocking laughs which was fun uh, But yeah, we inter- like siblings in- fighting oh my god and and they do it so well too because they both are just wonderful but we get our stipulation for the upcoming match at Revolution if he wants a match with Johnny TV they want the boys whatever that means they want the boys did you and catch one of them faint when he said that yeah it, just, it made it so much more real for me it's those small things that I love so good And Dalton can contemplating it as he's walking out the ramp. And he's not walking up the ramp as the winner, even though he was the winner. He's walking on the loser part of the ramp. (laughs) Just inside. So good.
2: I I'm gonna say something very blasphemous here. I think from a character development and a story standpoint, I actually would love to see Dalton kinda give the voice to the TVs. Only look, hear me out here. You already have Dalton Castle spiraling down into madness. And if you want to portray <laughs> these the spiral to go down even further, and you want to see Dalton Castle become more and more mm, loose in the upstairs department, I think it would be a fun way. Do I personally want to see it? Not necessarily. Will I cry about it? Probably. But the inner writer in me is just salivating at the chance to see a development for Dalton Castle to continue to go down the drain. I love Dalton Castle, but this version of him is very interesting. The most logical step is for this frustration to turn into obsession, which means he is going to be so tunnel vision. He's willing to throw everything and anything. And I think the TVs are the perfect foil to this because they notice this. They recognize it. And any good villain takes advantage of the single-mindedness of a character like Dalton Passes. So I am here for it.
0: It'll be very interesting and kind of telling that if he gives the boys up, we kind of know where this is going to end up because it's going to continue his downward spiral. Someone else who's spiraling on the on this roster, though, is Athena. She comes on to TV and talks about the fact that she's never been beat up like this. She's never had to fight this hard, and she's upset because this is her show. She protects this show. She is the leader and has been here to make sure that everything runs, which she's not wrong about. This was a babyface turn promo for Athena, still being this badass at what she's doing, but feeling responsible for letting this beast into her backyard. I. Loved her delivery on this This was spectacular And now she asks for a tables match Between her and Nyla At Revolution Not at Revolution, no It's literally next week week. Oh, even better (laughs) Oh, Jesse, did you freeze? Oh, no No, I see his eyes No, I just love
1: this promo This was a good (laughs) promo I thought the delivery was great had for <laughs> it, so. And I get a tables match out of it, so. Or do we? Or
2: no, we are getting a tables match, but they. But ante it's not ups, getting a few of tables them. match. We're gonna get the anti-up is real. This was a beautiful way to turn Athena babyface while still not sacrificing all of the badassery that she has built up with being this fantastic heel character over the last year, and some change holding this title.
0: And Jesse, you you had brought up with us as well that uh, you love to would love to see Athena as like the chasing uh, non champion going after Nyla and like having to you know figure out how to be a real wrestler again without a title.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see her as with this, this face turn be a chasing champion because to me that's that's a very compelling story. We've had dominant heel Athena for you know over a year now. I would like to see this kind of freshen up her character and I think it'd be a new dynamic and I think she'd probably have fun playing that character and
0: I'm here for it, I'd want to see that. Well, here's to hoping and we'll talk about the next promo after the last match. Because we got a promo to end the show. It sounds like I swallowed gravel all of a sudden, so. Yeah, all of us are dealing with that, it's what happens. Because we're all so choked up to watch two lovers (laughs) have to fight each other in the beginning of a tournament and they tore the crap out of each other. And you can tell that they were having fun yes. doing this. Like, this is what gets them very happy with each other. Diamante taking on Kira Hogan. Oh, ladies, just keep fighting all day long. Seriously. please.
2: Gentlemen, lesbianist here, okay? Because <laughs> this was very...
0: look, I can say that. Not booing lesbians, booing no, the No, I'm booing Mikey specifically. <laughs> booing the puns.
2: Look, I was gone last week. I need to fill the quota in for the bad dad puns. Andrew's not here, so I have to step up the bowl. (laughs) Anyways, this match made me super happy because we are aware of their relationship, but Kiera and Diamante just separately are fantastic, and you can tell that they have worked with each other very often. This isn't the first Rodeo. The dichotomy that we got of the Ferocity that this match brought, but also because they are together, the playfulness that both of them shared, mostly from Kiara Hogan. Like when she, they were going back and forth off the ropes, and Kiara turned around and just like I was just like, okay, yes, I was like, this is already one of my favorite matches too. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, it's weird to think about that we got. Better, more compelling first-round matches out of every women's person that was on this night than we saw in a lot of the Continental Classic and other places that's been done. These were amazing to watch, and none of them were boring. This was so cool. I'm
2: telling you, Maria, Stokely, Jerry Lynn, and whoever else is working down in ROH need all the other companies to take notes of how you book your
1: talent, specifically your women's talent. I really enjoyed this match. I think for me the most important part of this match and and probably my favorite part for both of these performers, this was the main event and it was a proper main event and they got to be in the main event. Both of them worked so hard. They they bring it every match I've seen them in. I was I was spectacularly happy this was the main event tonight.
0: Again, close to a match of the night for a lot of us. Very fun to have. But the night wasn't over. Ian and Caprice let us know. We're just getting word. There is one more thing. Nyla wants to respond to Athena, and we get our response. And and Nyla thinks that, no, I'm not going to let you have what you want as the stipulation. I'm going to take it up another notch. We're getting a two out of three falls tables match. And then she goes after Billy Starks about what this actually means. Like, just a little thing, this is what this means, not for anybody else. And I'm like, oh, you you wonderful Rube, you. I love you so much. <laughs> I love Nyla
2: so much. The line that got me was, capiche, caposh. <laughs> like, I was like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she needs so as a t-shirt now. Yes, capiche, caposh. I'm very excited for that match. Um, Just in going through my notes and recounting this, this made me realize I have another addendum for wrestlers court. I would Mm -hmm. like co-judges in Nyla Rose and Dalton Castle. Oh,
2: yes. Uh, yes. They fight over the gavel. Honestly, Dalton Castle versus Nyla Rose. Book it.
0: (laughs) We'll get there anyways. But gentlemen, we are coming to the end of our review here. We've had a great experience with this ROH on the empanada scale. How was this for you? How full are you now? You both won't open your mouths. You're that full. I'll
1: start. Yeah, (laughs) we're that full.
0: I'll start because I usually don't. So,
1: I'm usually a pretty harsh critic. Last week was rough. And I know the the professor was kind of stunned by that. But this week, honestly, I'm at a nine. I'm at a nine out of ten empanadas for this week. We had great matches. We had great women's and tag matches. We had promos that worked and made sense storylines being started or actually furthered, continuity was paid attention to. It was just a great night of wrestling.
0: <laughs> Mikey, how about you? I'm I'm texting the professor right now to tell him that he missed a 9 out of 10 match from tonight from Jesse.
2: So I'm not to upstage Jesse. But I'm totally going to. miss I give this a 9.5 for me. And let me type, yes here's why. The only other show that I have given this high of a rating to is TNA's Hard to Kill, and this episode gave me that exact feeling. Now, granted, there were a couple of things that I did nitpick, like I felt a lot of the tournament matches, these first round matches, I wish we would have waited to have them later in the tournament, especially as we get closer and closer to narrowing down the field, which means stakes will be higher and higher. But as someone who loves women's wrestling, this gets a 9.5 from me because the women dominated this show and not a single match was bad and the promos we got from Athena and Nyla were also fantastic as well and Lexi kills it every week anyways like there's nothing Lexi can do wrong in my opinion No. and honestly I totally forgot that men were on the show because of how stacked the women's matches were and how stacked the show was catered towards the women's roster I didn't miss them Exactly. I didn't miss the men's matches. Now, I'm glad we got Dalton Castle, though, because Dalton Castle, to me, is one of the girls, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> like, he is honorary. Uh, he's, par- he, he's not man. He's not women. He's just Dalton, and he's lovely. He's his own yes.
2: entity, and I love it. And then, on a more personal level, because women's wrestling is so important to me, it reminded me of, you know, everything that I experienced during the pandemic with my grandmother, Us becoming bonded over how much we love women's wrestling. I was just like, my grandma would love the show. And this gets a 9.5 out of me because, yeah, my my grandma would be very happy to see how far women's wrestling has come.
0: I'm going to one-up Mikey and Grandma. I thought this was a 9.75. Structurally worked the best. Put everything there that we needed. I didn't miss the men. It my originally jesse it was a 9.25 but i forgot about grandma lagulio and i had to go with that it's a 9.75 if you want a great look at what roh can do with storyline with great wrestling and with different types of wrestling check out the roh episode 51 that's what you need go check
1: it out i'm gonna i'm gonna say this for for my sake I am so glad you two rated higher than me because typically I rate the hardest out of anybody, at least in, in this, this uh, concept that we have. And I gave it a nine. I was like, something's
0: wrong. I messed up here. And then you two rated higher. Oh no, I'm good. Okay. I'm back where I normally am. You're right on par, but gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to review ROH with you. Hands in, observe the cone of honor. (laughs) Do the outrunner. Uh, But for Jesse, for Mikey, for myself, and all of you lovely BC WrestlePod family out there for watching this with us. Thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for keeping up with the BC WrestlePod. And remember that as always, you are Biconic. We're all Biconic together for loving this wonderful art form and especially ROH. And we'll see you in the next video. What were we thinking? We rated that like the best of everything. It was better than Final Battle. What the hell? Because it was.